Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro. And as promised, we are here uh, talking about in the middle, well, actually, before the season even starts, we're here to talk about the expanse. We got early access. I know we're all timely. I know. This is the first time. <laughs> Usually, again, I told you guys, uh, the expanse has been a show that I haven't talked about because uh, I was always afraid it was going to get canceled. And now I know we at least got two more seasons. I'm good. So uh, I'm all in, and I, can, I feel like I feel more comfortable in being able to talk about the show finally. Uh, while it's actually going to happen. Um, we have access to the first six episodes right now. I think the embargo for this is what, the fourth summer? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you guys will be hearing, we're recording this way before the fourth. <laughs> you all will hear us talk about the first three episodes here. Uh, when I come back from my trip, we'll, and it'll be after the show's already done, we'll, um, what was already out, I'm pretty sure they're releasing all six episodes at the same time because it's on Amazon now. Uh, we'll do episodes four, five, and six, and then we'll do the last, because 10 episode season, we'll do uh, seven, eight, nine, and 10 after, uh, I know Rod is seen it, because I know Rod wants to be on. He really wanted to join us for the season three, and with all the scheduling things going on, I just, I'm not going to lie, I just forgot to invite him on, so that was my, that was my I bad. take no responsibility for scheduling. I just show up. Yeah, you know what, you say that, but then I also heard the uh, Knives Out review, where, you know, you just let... <laughs> You let me and Brandon get slandered like right out of the gate by, by, by Joy. It just, I'm telling you, it just. Okay, look. Um, it be your own people. I like just... to put the disclaimer out there just in case anything happens during the episode. I did not expect Homegirl to smooth slide right in <laughs> at the beginning and just drop drop some hard stuff on y'all. I, mean, I, just, I was shocked. I mean, Chris, I was just, shocked. It's like when, like when you invite a friend over and they come over and they get really, really comfortable. I'm just like, they throw yeah. their feet up. I'm just like, huh? Oh, wow. It's. You know, Took his shoes off, put right. a feet up, right, gotta drank out the big cup. Right, I got to gotta reexamine my friendship with, with Joy now because now I just felt like there might be some unresolved things there because she just came out a little bit too fast. Uh, like I would expect that from Man. you. Like if you had said that, I've been like, all right, cool. You know, she's on here with us all the time. But now I'm like, yeah. I go back and listen to the last review I was on with Joy, going like, damn, did I do something? Like, <laughs> nah, but it's good. I don't know what you did, Chris, uh, but fix it. Right, but it's all good. Um, but yeah, like I said, so we're here to talk the first three episodes of The Expanse. Um, I only have the first episode's name, New Terror. They don't even this is how this is how fresh this shit is. They don't even have out, outside of the first episode. They don't have the name or the synopsis up anywhere. <laughs> so nope, we are. They are um, expecting you to just be ready. Yeah, just be ready. And so just uh, to re- recap where we are. Remember where we left off? Uh, um, um. What's his name? Oh, why am I? Why did I all of a sudden draw a fucking blank? The fuck is going on with myself? Um, the crew of the Rasenazi and uh, with um, pretty much um, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? Um, with Holden uh, uh and Miller, pretty much. Well, I guess do we call him Miller still? Yes, I think we should stick with Miller because we don't know exactly what it what it it is. Right, it's like I guess we still gotta call him Miller, but um, I mean he still answers to Miller. Sometimes, <laughs> when, well, when, that, I mean, let's just stick with Miller. It's safer for everybody right yeah, now. Yeah. We won't inadvertently, you know. Right. So uh, James Miller and the rest of the crew in Rasanati, uh, we we know we we ended up with. What it was like fourteen hundred new worlds on the other mm-hmm. side of that gate, um, and so that's where we kind of pick up here. Where obviously you create 
1400 New World, and with all the tensions that we've had up through those first three seasons, you can only imagine basically people wanting to get through that gate and try to try to sell these worlds, particularly the Belters, right? Yeah. yeah. So and somebody then, wants to be first, right? And and, and if somebody wants to be first, but there's also just the idea of the Belters don't really have a home, right? They are they are in space. They they have no real land to call their own. They're the they're the odd people out, if you will, between the Mars and Earth. They're the ones in the middle. That was a whole thing with um, the, the whole thing with, with um, them kind of sitting in the between these two warring factions trying to find a way for themselves. So we have yeah. them kind of settling. Uh, we have a group making through. And just right out of the gate, I want to say, because this is the first season on Amazon, um, they're using all the Amazon money? Ooh! They are not playing. I mean, this show has never really looked cheap to begin with. It's always been up there. I've always put it up there with like Battlestar Galactica and how Battlestar Galactica looked. And I would even say, in some some respect, it actually looks even more expensive than Battlestar Galactica in a lot of in a lot of places because they do a lot of like big things. And um, this season is clearly doing that and taking it to a whole another level. They have not skimped off on um, on the effects, um, and it opens up with um some refugees belters trying to make it through the blockade to kind of get to the other side you know and like and um some of them do not make it no no they i mean but but the way that i i to go back to your point about how they use their money it's like you always felt like they were being judicious on sci-fi and there are some scenes that just looked a little flatter or kind of felt not quite as present as the other scenes but like they've got skyscapes and panoramics they're clearly going to more location changes because you know 1300 new worlds through and plus you have the whole ring area and the ring gate and the blockade area Mm -hmm. all of it looked fantastic and vivid and you have more ships now um, that actually have to be in motion with people and crews and there's battles so they didn't only not dropped the bar from what they had at sci-fi for their production but i agree with you they completely upped it and i loved the way that they started at the beginning of this season yeah like the people who were hit the hardest and lost the most were the people who were stuck between the two warring factions earth and mars and that would be the belters and they're like look if you're gonna kill us kill us but we going all right and I was like, oh, this all this is all timely. Y'all didn't even try. And I know a lot of people like to say that people put politics into everything. But people have to remember, these were based off books. These books were written where they are in the series. These books were written a bit ago. So I find it ironic that this space opera is so lockstep and timely with things that are happening now. It also makes me really sad and frightened. Well, because this is not the direction I would like the world to go in since I live in it. Well, I, I but would, yeah, like, well, I would, I would say that it is scary because I, I would say all the sci-fi is like that though. Like if you go back and watch some Star Trek episodes, I mean, don't watch uh, Clutter Honor, a uh, season two of uh, Next Generation, but you know, for the most part, you see them talking about these, 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 these topics, you know, the, the, the forgotten people, poverty, classism, uh, racism, bigotry, all these things, they're all consistent. They're, they're consistent throughout any kind of type of sci-fi that you yeah. watch. It's like, and that's why it always gets, gets, gets to me as well when I see people go, oh, are you guys making it about politics? Why are you making it about race? I'm like, these things have always been there. 
They've always done Life that. Life is politics. I mean, I don't know when it got to be. Okay, look, I said this before. I think I said it to you. I think one of the first bad things that people who are progressive minded about the world we live in and how we're supposed to act together ever did was start letting people play games with the title. So instead of calling it civil rights, it's identity politics. Instead of saying someone's fighting for their right to be treated, oh, they're, they're some kind of justice warrior. And we did all that stuff. And now suddenly we have this fake divide that you know people think exists between the little world that's supposed to be the bubble that they live in and then the government that's supposed to be the you know the bigger shield around all of that. Mm-hmm. But sci-fi has never ever allowed you to pretend that that those two bubbles weren't one inside the other ever and that if the one popped the other would always still be there. But what I think is ironic about what they're doing with The Expanse, it's been a while since we had a show that did not have something like a prime directive. Right. Yeah. Like, so there is no... Your morals come from the crew of the Rasanati, pretty much. And, and it, Right. <laughs> right. I mean, we get to, get to our boy Amos in a, in a minute, but like, you know, mm. but they, they it, it comes from them. And and they're they know that they they're they're human, so it's like yeah. they're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna side with people. I mean, you know, right now uh, we're watching. I mean, we're gonna talk about a girl later on, but Christian, I I love her to death, but like mm, she's kind of yeah. It's like you know, you either die a hero, problem? you either die hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. It's like mm, you're gonna you're getting kind of close there. You know, it's, it's there's these things here, like you said, there's no. There's no cleaning it up. Even like on Battlestar Galactica, like humanity's wiped out, so they are forced to work together. Here, the underlying pot, and I think this is what made the show work so well. And and I'm so glad that Amazon picked it up because if you go back to season one, from starting with season one, you don't know what kind of show this is. Like I remember watching it for the longest time, going, "I'm really intrigued by the show. I really like it because it's a really diverse cast. I like what they're talking about, but I don't really know what the point is. I don't know where they're going and if you told me that we'd be where we're at now, where the, they're they're now investigating these other worlds and the, the proto molecule is there, they're invo- investigating these things called the builders and who wiped them out and things. Like, I'm like, from season one, never would have gotten that. Never would have gotten that. But it's important because those those earlier seasons really set the stage for every for all the faction. They set the stage from Mars and and how. Uh, the the behavior of Mars. Like we'll get into talking about Bobby later on, and like how Bobby's finding it really hard <laughs> to try to fit back in, you know, to her, her um uh, into Mars. And I think this might be. Is this the first time we've ever actually been on Mars? It is. Yeah, and so we've, we've been actually, on Mars ships and way stations, but we've never been on Mars. Right, and so we're when she's walking around, and you hear them talking. And you're like, yo, this is like a fascist fucking planet. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like. This shouldn't be normal. And you have Earth where, you know, Earth is like, I always like how they do this. Earth is always like the United States. No matter where you go in sci-fi, Earth always turns into the United States, which says a lot about how we view ourselves. <laughs> like the United States will basically consume Earth. But it's like it always turns into that way. Um, same thing happened in um, Babylon 5, right? Earth is always yeah. the one that has these things where you're like, hey, you guys are kind of militant and kind of also assholes. I totally understand why everybody else doesn't fucking fuck with you. You know, and then you have the belters who are, you know, in between these two great superpowers trying to find a way themselves and 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 seeing them 
have to deal with that and and figure out how where do you where do you fit in how much of it how much of of keeping your how much do you want to stick to your your belter way of life or do you want to um conform and fit in with the other superpowers right between earth and mars if you want to do that that means giving up you know giving up your your belter life is that really what you want to do you know you have ashford yeah. and, and and um what's your name um and drummer right having to now kind of stop these belter pirates who are preying on you and ships it's like and and kind of being called out for it. it's like you guys are kind of you know Turn your back on our I'm lives. Like you've like, forgotten who you are. Right. You've forgotten why we fought. You thought just because this was over. Right. So, but it's but, like, like but, it's also the choice between them wanting to not do neither. Right. Like you know, I like we live in a we live in a country right now where everybody thinks that the alternative to the party system we have is to blow everything up and start every over again. Everybody wants to go for the nuclear option. No pun intended. At this point in our lives. The belters don't want to do either. They don't want to conform. They don't want to try to live according to the way things for Earth is. They don't want to try to, you know, fall under the Neo what in God's name is up with Mars. But, you know, they're like, look, we're a power in our own right. And we have the right and we demand to be able to maintain the things that are ourselves. But we still should be able to have the things that you have. You shouldn't continue to be allowed to prey on us. Like there's that one point in there. It's like, you know, we get in here, we do this thing, we discover something marvelous and then here you come. And I was right. like, oh, the irony, yeah. the deep and abiding irony. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're, they're, they want to, they want option four. They don't want to conform. They don't want to be consumed, but they also don't want to comply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it was brilliant to kind of start into this season with that. You've got, yeah, you've got the whole situation with what does the 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 world do on a political level about 1300 worlds to be you know explored and um, obviously, you know, the first thing they want to do is divide everything up and claim territory because that's what imperialists do. Um and then on the other side, you've got like you were saying, people with Bobby who they're like I want to go home. Everything I ever did was for my planet. I want to go home only to get home and suddenly everyone at home says you're not one of us anymore. Mm -hmm. And we look at you suspect and the longer you stay here, all you'll ever be is suspect. Yeah. And that puts you in vulnerable positions to be manipulated and, and to be, you know, treated as expendable to someone else's cause. Yeah. But then you have the whole situation of the, I don't know if we should call them refugees. I, th- I feel like we should call them explorers just because I felt like they had as just as much as right as other people to say, we want to well, know what's out there. Yeah. The belters. Yeah. They're belt- belter uh, uh, explorers, like you said, who settled on that, that on, on new Terra and, and then started mining it so they could, you know, uh, you know, use that money to kind of form their own place. But like you said, they, they're, they're also that, it's that thing of when we were talking about how it mimics real life, right? Where people, we have these two sides of, do you say conform or do you blow it all up? You have these people in the middle who are just like, yeah, we just want to live. And then people will look at them as traitors. Cause they're like, why are you on the earth? Why, why are you on, why are you on the ground? We're belters. We stay in, we stay in the sky. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't go on. To, we, we don't settle onto planets. We don't do that, but they want that. Yeah. Like that, that one. They're like uh, we never yeah. had a home. We have a right to have a home. Right. And so, 
and and they paid for it right before we even get to the whole thing you know when 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 some that those the uh the ones from the un come in like before we get to that like they we we see this season for the first time we really get to understand what the impact is on the body of a person who was born in space has never spent any time in gravity you know they they lost lots of people because of that and and, and just and, the treatment right well then we and then we see it first so we hear them talk about how many people they lost who didn't take to the gravity drugs and didn't take to the process but then we see naomi herself go through it and i gotta i gotta I, we really do appreciate seeing it. and i appreciate um dominic tipper and how uh the entire time she's walking on the planet she walks like a newborn baby giraffe Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great like it just no stone stone is left unturned because he's never been on gravity before she's never had to walk on a planet's surface she's always been in space and so having to you know deal with that and seeing the sickness seeing her try to put a brave face on because it's like she's never got to do this she's never got to enjoy a sunrise from a from 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 the the, the, the planet's surface she's never had to do that when you open up and you see that um holden has gone back to see his family and she has to say hi to them on a video link because she hadn't taken she hadn't taken the video joke she, she couldn't can't come them. down she can't come down but about the scene where he went to see his mom <laughs> at, well his family and they're sitting outside like the super casual way in which was like oh you guys had plenty of time she could have prepped and come down if she'd really wanted to mm-hmm. it just kind of drove home again the point of like all the little baby ways that they've built this world like the people who are on earth are so severely out of touch to the consequences of everything that they have done in space yeah and the fact that the world is supposed to still move to them i thought it was really well done i like the fact that they did it with more intimate moments in people's lives rather than just like the big huge cataclysmic mm-hmm. exchanges so we learn all this stuff through his family he's gone home it's the first time he looks like he's a healthy body weight <laughs> and not look like he'd been punching his face by somebody several somebodies but again that's the reverse we got to see what the what happens to long-term exposure in space and the vagaries of what happens to your body there for what happened with holden yeah and now to see him on Earth, it was really creepy to see him healthy. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, he don't just die or something because right. he looked healthy. <laughs> it's like the last throws before your body give out. Right. But, you know, I'm so optimistic. But like watching him try to reinteract with his family and the fact that he truly couldn't even explain to them mm-hmm. what his experience had been. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it. Again, it, and it's earned. They they did all this stuff. Shoot the um when Asarella is, is is walking in the gravity boots herself, and she was like, "I had a great teacher." It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, same thing with it's, it's the reverse of that, right? But again, that also shows you for people on Earth to go into space, it's like getting used to wearing gravity boots and some things like that. It's not, you know, you need to take a a a, a painful treatment that could possibly cause a heart attack and you might die if you're not like it's that kind of thing right it's a huge difference and a huge um gap in between understanding of what what you have to sacrifice to do this like you know somebody who's been who's been you know born in space and never come down it's like it's not easy for them just to say oh yeah take the drug and come on down it's not an easy thing right 
So, but I, I I like the way that they did it because it's a, it's a much bigger commentary mm-hmm. on how we relate between people or what we decide should be regulated and what should be given oversight and you know what's essential. Mm-hmm. Like in the world we live in right now, we let people like Nestle harvest our water and then sell it back to us mm-hmm. because because we don't treat water as a right. Mm-hmm. And then to sort of watch this show, this huge space opera, where air for some people is a commodity that could take all the money that you burn that you've earned mm-hmm. or again going into space for earthers gravity boots uh you have to get used to the changes like there are some people who have severe like vertigo and and you know their whole life could be discon- deconstructed to kind of segue into the team that's going to the planet where the belters are trying to establish a community mm-hmm. you know the conversation between the different scientists about is this a good idea right. <laughs> should we be doing this well i mean i, I mentioned it before i mean you're talking about azarella calling her a villain but she i mean she's not really though because she's not she's not she's always been this way right she's always been her so she says that mm-hmm. hasn't changed i love the i love that character so much like this is one of my favorite her language this season is just deteriorated it's amazing <laughs> oh, good god like when she tells Holden, she sends Holden out to the planet to go because they're like, well, we we something we see out there on one of the planets we've we've noticed it looks like it might be protomolecules. So she sends Holden and their and Rosinati out there to check it, right? And she tells she tells Holden, don't put your dick in it. It's fucked enough it's already. Already fucked enough. <laughs> I love that woman, yo. <laughs> I had to rewind <laughs> to make sure. Because she had dropped a couple little, you know, right. non-judicious right. F-bombs right. earlier right. in, like, her very first scene on screen when she has this person who now wants to challenge for her seat for the first time. Yep. And I was like, uh, her language might be a little too crass for her to do that public, you know, mm. campaigning mm. thing because the homegirl has seen some things. But when she looked at him through that monitor, <laughs> like, she wanted to snatch the life out this boy. He's like, if you go up here and cause me one more damn problem, don't touch. She's like mom in the store. You don't see nothing you want. Don't touch nothing because you can't have nothing. <laughs> Yo, it was so good. She's just she's she's she's, she's so wonderful. Uh, that uh, um that that former secretary is going to be a problem for her, uh, obviously, because you know we see uh, yeah. how this is going to happen. We see she how this needs is to happen. take her far more seriously than she is, and it's annoying right. me that she's not. Well, I think it's what her husband also said as well. They kind of set that up as well with her husband saying, well, you haven't had to run for public office, so you don't know how serious it's going to be. This is going to be a problem. And like you said, like your brashness, while we love it as an audience, can go off wrong. And it's not that she's even necessarily wrong. Like her position is probably the right one, which is we, it's not even on some, uh, well, the belters can out there. She's like, nobody should go there because we don't know anything about this. It's all came from our protomolecule that almost wiped us all out. We need to be sure that it's not, it's okay. And the other one, right, one's, let's the, be cautious. Right. The other one's also, whoa, it's New World's Explorer. She's like, yeah, yeah, people went out and torn the gold rush too, and a lot of people died. So it's like, I mean, it's ironic that the person who everybody, we were really set to say was a villain, but right. You know, she's my girl still. I don't she, care. Oh, no, she's she can, she she can thread that needle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's ironic that the that from the first season to now to see her character and that's the fact that this woman is the one saying we need to step lightly 
We need to act far more judiciously. We need to be more careful. We need to we need to take extra care with who we send where, when and why we do it. And here comes this, you know, typical uh, never really left the planet. The world is my oyster. Uh, Earth mentality. Oh, we're explorers. It's what we'll do. We'll adapt and overcome. I was like, did everybody hang out with the Marines? Is that what we did? I mean, yeah. And she, this woman is basically signing people's death warrants because she says Earth has to be first. Right. And and the fact that like like what Asarala is doing is looking at the fact that we just we have a tenuous piece right now that could definitely get crazy if you don't so and i think that's going to be the interesting thing right I, I and i love when they get involved with politics on this show because again and this is why i call like not saying she's a villain she's always she's she has not changed from who she is she's always been this kind of person she's she's ruthless i mean she just mm-hmm. is but i feel like to be in the position she's in and be a woman in, in the position she's in she has to be that way so that's also the other thing too it's like that uh that undersecretary that that former secretary like I, I, she's gonna be a problem. At the same time, I don't know if she knows who she's fucking with. <laughs> I will say this: I don't think that the little pretty princess, and I say that with all the dainty respect <laughs> that has to go into how they're building her facade, because I don't believe that this is what's behind the former UN secretary. I think there's a lot of grit. I think there's some still mm-hmm. steel in her spine. I definitely think she got some people in her pocket because I got questions about how she got where she is to begin with. Mm, yeah, mm, but yeah. I. But I also don't think it's that she doesn't know who she's fucking with. I think she doesn't care mm. because she thinks that mindset and that mentality and that out that attitude is unneeded anymore. It's mm-hmm. the cycle of what we do on Earth. We have all these problems. We unify behind a a strong hand and a strong mind that's willing to do what's necessary to get us through without fully compromising who we are as mm. people. Yeah. But the second we see and smell a little bit of light and peace, oh well, we don't need that anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. You no. need to get out of our way. You don't. You don't understand who we are as a people now. Right. Well, it goes back to what you're saying. This is this is so. It's so timely, and it mimics what we're doing so well. Right. It mimics. Dan what's and Ty are slightly prophetic, and I'm gonna cuss them out over this. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's just. It it it's it's it it fits so well into this thing because, it, but it also. Like, and I think this is why all sci-fi writers and, and, and shows feel like they're prophetic because it's it's a cycle of what we do. It's always mm-hmm. been this way, you know? It's it's always been this way. People think, oh, okay, cool, everything's fine now. We can go to the opposite extreme and we we don't need you anymore. You're outdated. And I'm like, yeah, it's outdated until you need it, right? It's outdated until... That's the thing that's going to happen, right? You know that 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 secretary is going to take going to start. You know, raise rising up in the polls, going to become a tight race, and then something major is going to happen, and you're going to see why you still need that old guard because people don't play fair. You know, this, right? This, but then you know, this woman is the type of personality. If they push her out or push her to the side or they try to disparage her too much, she'll look you in the face and say, "Fuck y'all, I'm out. You don't need me." Oh, yeah. figured out oh yeah because she's crazy she's dead ass crazy she will just leave yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't yeah you gotta yeah. It, yeah yeah it won't be about bowing her head in shame and capitulating she will take all her toys and leave y'all to deal with this shit on your own she's already done it once mm-hmm. she'll do it again yeah figured out 
yeah. she'll peace out and she'll sit back and watch. And she's like, I mean, I'm going to live. I don't know what y'all doing. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things I love about the show. And it makes it really fascinating for me because while we're talking about all these bigger, deeper issues in order not to spoil, <clears throat> everybody layers back in. It's like when you get back with the crew with Rossinati and you see where they fall in and how each of these things that we're talking about impact each one of them from the pilot mm-hmm. uh, to Amos. I love Amos. Something wrong with him so deep Come in on. his soul. And Amos. I adore it. And may he never be fixed. Amos uh, is- to Naomi, to Holman, Holden. And like you know, I still consider Bobby to be a part of their crew. So Bobby too. Yeah, I'm waiting on Bobby to come back because like I, I like the fact. Well, I like the fact that Alex is, Alex uh, calls her and, and talks to Bobby all the time. Like I need, I need, I need, I need Bobby to come back with the team. Yo, come on. I need Bobby back in space. My, it's not okay. I, I do love the fact that she's spearheading the storyline on Mars. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, but one. I think it's really dangerous for her to be on the ground and people fucking with her this way because like, you know, she's the one who has suffered the most because she came from the planet that doesn't perceive themselves to have been the victor in this situation. And so all of the sensibilities on Mars are heightened Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't know if this is how their police state ran before, but it's most certainly how it runs post. And, you know, you can't walk through a portal without everything flashing red, telling everybody around you you're a problem. That, I mean, the overt way they show how people get othered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I love it. And, and uh, honestly, I'm not so certain that it's too much different from what it was. Because Mars was I'm always not either, but it's just freaking me out, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Because Mars was always that weird that the the way that they almost like drummed in like you know service and serve your serve your kind, serve your nation, and things like that. Like it felt very, very authoritarian, right? And mm-hmm. seeing it on the ground and seeing that it's like it, it reminds me of the um, it reminds me of uh, uh, Starship Troopers with the be a citizen, go out there, do your part. And it was like, yo, are, like you guys still doing this shit and so but now but now but but now what makes them even more dangerous like you said there's one they're they feel like they lost a war right two they're now having to kind of bow they're like they're like belters but with more advanced weaponry which is scary and now it's also like you know when you see that police officer talking who um whole thing with the police officer bribing bobby and things like that it's like you get this whole thing of well we have all this equipment so now what are we doing with it we all have all this specialized stuff, so maybe we start. So now you, now you're. It's almost like if Russia wasn't like backwards a little bit. So now it's like, oh well, now we get to sell all this highly, uh, this really, really uh, specialized equipment, uh, encryption, uh, 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 transmitters, and things like that, and sell them to some of the highest bidder, sell them to people who are trying to get through the um the gate to the other side to these worlds and things like that and finding different things it's like mars now becomes even more dangerous you know because now you have you still have them and and it's not to say that they lost any of their um military might but the piece is only but so long right and so well i think it's the first time that they start to have fissures in this united front they have It was like you've got people who are suddenly thinking more with avarice as their goal rather than Mars. Right. And you've got Mars acting against its own self-interest by 
stripping itself of some of its strongest and most loyal because they don't obey mindlessly. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole scene where Bobby's in the bar and that she sees this guy looking at her. And at this point, we've all watched Barbie, Bar- Bobby mm-hmm. ooh, get a little disrespected every time someone even makes eye contact with her, if they do, when she's been at home. Mm-hmm. And then you saw what, you know, you get to see what happened to her because she's a civilian now. Mm-hmm. But then when she's in that bar and that guy looks at her and she realizes that he wasn't about to be a dick, he actually wanted to talk to her. Mm-hmm. You noticed, I'm like, okay, Bobby with the chip on her shoulder is dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that. And then you, you get the whole thing again when she confronts Asarala, when she invites her to the, the dinner. It's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're using me. And, and honestly, I don't think Christian was trying to really use her like that. Partly. I'm not going to say but trying to. Oh, the moment she right. took advantage of She it. did. She absolutely did. So I'm not going to say she didn't. But I do, do think she, she, she sees, she does like Bobby, right? And I don't think her. Oh. Oh, asking yeah. Bobby, her asking Bobby to come work for her, I don't think that that was like disingenuous or anything like that. Like she really means it, but at the same time, like Bobby doesn't want to leave home. She doesn't want to. She's already had to have been labeled. Like you're reminded that Bobby um, was was True Blood Mars, right? She was loyal to Mars. Like that was everything she did. Like even when she ended up quote-unquote betraying mars it was for mars and so now she's living this life where she just she doesn't want that she doesn't want to work for asarala she wants to basically go back to 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 serve in mars but mars don't kind of kind of don't want her because they don't understand Mm -hmm. because mars deals heavily in on-planet propaganda Mm -hmm. irony (laughs) and because they've done all this propaganda they can't have somebody like bobby be considered to be true blue and to be someone who one the way that they train their soldiers, they've got them so indoctrinated. They may not follow Bobby mm-hmm. or they may not want Bobby on their team, even though Bobby on your team means you get to come home alive and with all your parts mm-hmm. because of the propaganda and the way that they run these campaigns to keep people from looking too closely about how they interact i mean come on it's like you get on planet and realize that there's basically an on-planet a belter class among the mars people yeah yeah and 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 then the whole conversation that they had in this one bar Mm -hmm. was basically talking about how you reintegrate into civilian society and again post-traumatic stress timely and very timely and her looking at that guy in the face and saying you know stay in shape keep your uniform close because it ain't over. Right. <laughs> right. You'll like, be, they'll, they'll call you back to service. She, no. Right. Right. Yeah. She's like, it's not done. You're going to be back. It's cool. Right. You know, but the fact that he also called her, he's like, really? Cause you was ready to smash my face in. And all I did was look at you, mm-hmm. you know, pot <laughs> meat kettle. Right. But like, so you think about it, like, what do they do for their soldiers who they've indoctrinated to believe Mars, you know, before all else. And then Mars has failed them or Mars has let them down. It's like, I was like, y'all need, I'm like, and my first thought when he, he was talking about his pack, I was like, y'all don't pay y'all people any better. I mean, y'all are alternate world. Can't y'all pay them better? Nope. You know, and, but, but that's still, I really feel like Earth and Mars, obviously, because they're the same humanoid people who came from the same or, or um, original planet, Earth. It's like the, it's like the twin sides of who we are at, at a schizophrenic level on government. Like, so, you know, but neither planet seems to understand that 
regulation is supposed to be about the how, not about the who. Mm-hmm. Or regulation is supposed to be about what, not about the why. Yeah, and and, and if it's a, and then you 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 then you have the belters, right? Who are the mm-hmm. in between? Who are who are literally the forgotten people? Who everybody? Yeah. So so Mars and Earth hate each other, and then they, then then they both look at a police. We not the belters, right? It's like that yeah, kind. Of, it's that kind of thing, right? It's like it's like it's like Mars Mars and Earth are just sitting there going around each other, like we don't trust you, you don't trust me, and the brother shows up. Why well, don't trust both of you? He's like. Shut up, Meg. It's like that kind of You're shit. You're like, oh, sure, Jan. <laughs> right. It's like, Why are you at the grown-ups table? Right. And but then it comes down to it's like, well, again, how far do you go with with that? With the Belters, like going back to what's happening with Asford and, and Drummer. It's like, where do we fall in the line? Where do we do we want to be like them? We see how they are at. You see where that that road ends, or do we want us like what everybody wants us to stick with the belts? So with what, what Belters do, we look out for each other. You know. You know, yeah. and, and what and, comes with that. And their so. dilemma is huge because they're supposed to be a police force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the one side, they're like, you exist because of our, you know, gratitude and latitude. And on the other side is, we don't trust you. You right. didn't side with us. Mm-hmm. And all they're thinking is like, well, you can't, ta- you can't take care of yourself. And if we don't take care of you, y'all gonna die or they're gonna kill you. Right. And like and 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 this is the thing that I think is going to be really amazing and fascinating as we get into the latter part of the books and they bring them to life on screen. This is some of the best plot direction choicing that I've ever seen to create to translate something that has hundreds of pages to do what they're doing in like 10 episodes a season and you don't feel bereft or you don't feel like you don't you don't feel the lack of those loss of pages from the book to the screen. And there are some ways where what they're translating hits so much better when you have a visual behind it. It's um it's something that I talked about. I talk about this all the time. One of my favorite shows is Asian Shield. Everybody knows that. Uh, the Flash is doing it this season, but uh, uh, but they expand to it really well, which is you need the when you have stories like this, which have so much rich history and so many things to tell, and you have such a short time to tell them in. You have to be very, very um, efficient with how you break up the screen time. I mean, these episodes are only like what? They're only forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. They don't but feel it feels 40, like they don't feel way 40, more. No, no, they don't feel like forty-five minutes because you get so many. You're jumping between different things and you're doing so many different things. So it's like you have the crew of the Rasanati, right? You have Bobby and what's happening on Mars. You have uh, Asavella and 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 what's happening with Earth and this Mer- thing here. You have Drummer and Ashford with the the belt and things like that, like. All those things are happening in one episode at the same time, right? And so, but but you also know that all of them relate to each other and will come together at one point because they always do. But at the same time, like you're able to get really really useful information from the time that you're in those, and every everybody works really well in those little those little subsets they're in. And when they need to cross over, they're fine. But it's just it's just a really great use of of the time you have and 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 telling that overall story in smaller chunks and getting them as you go through. Cause we haven't even gotten to what happens when the Rasanati gets down to, to new terror and you're dealing with, uh, Oh boy. Um, uh, burn Gorman is always a villain. Batman. Listen, <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. Look at his face. 
I don't say that with I I need to clarify. You just let me say fucked up shit, Chris. Yeah, this is not a preview either, so you can't be saying that shit. Like uh, I'm just saying. No, I mean in the sense of like the way that he carries himself and he has really sharp cheekbones and a very angular face and he uses his expressions very well. Mm-hmm. So when he, you look at him, even if he's not mm-hmm. the bad guy, you almost automatically think <laughs> he's up to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think he makes really sharp choices about what roles to play and how to use that. Because the problem that you think he's going to be is not the problem he becomes. Mm-hmm. And I am here for it. Yeah. So you think he's going to be an uptight bureaucrat or he's going to be obnoxious and he's going to be pretentious and offstandish and standoffish and, or that he's going to, you know, or he's going to expect people to, to do things for him and he's like a paper pusher and then you realize this dude is he man he's a gunslinger if this is the wild <laughs> west he's he's their anus yo lord have mercy he's a killer yo <laughs> like without a doubt mercury man like i'm like oh man like when he kills that one dude <laughs> He's just like, oh, that was a threat. Okay, that's all I need. I'm just before like, you even get there. When he just gets on the planet and he's one of the people who survives this terrible accident, which mm-hmm. is it really? We don't know what caused it. Right, right. We still don't know what and, caused it. Yeah, and this is where you start to see people's prejudice and presumptions and mm-hmm. coming through because he immediately comes down and says, "Y'all did this to us, so fuck all y'all." And I was like, "Wait, I mean." If they wanted you dead, she could have just let you die. I mean, why don't you slow your roll? Why don't you calm down? And this is not that far off when the Rosinanti actually makes landfall. Mm-hmm. So you've got these people over here who are ready to wild out. You've got the people who were on the planet who were looking at everybody suspect because they know the one group has come to assess whether or not they should be forced out because mm-hmm. they have found a mineral on this planet that's worth belonging to one of the powers, so to speak. And then you've got these people on the other side who have been sent there because there's potential protomolecule molecule mm-hmm. activity been detected. So you already see that they're, you know, they're getting squeezed again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Holden's got a writer, Miller. Yeah. And the only thing Miller has cared about since the season finale, take me through the gate. Yeah. I need a ride. Right. And leaves him as soon as they get, we'll, get, get to the gate. Miller actually leaves him for a bit, right? And that's why yeah, I was like, Miller, the ride. Miller, that's it. <laughs> that thing ride him out. And so, you know, so you have the, you have the Rossinati crew basically trying to be peacekeepers between these two factions, um, while also trying to investigate to find out, like, is there a problem? Because as soon as they get down there, mm-hmm. they're attacked by something that comes from these structures that are down there. Like, and they're trying to figure out, is it proto And it's something we've never seen before. It's like, in... That's what I love about this all stuff. It's it's we've been dealing with the proto molecule and all this other stuff. Now we're this is something completely different. By the time you get to episode yeah. three, you're you're like, well, I don't know what the fuck we're dealing with right now. Like, oh no, the first time they did a, a planet scan, mm-hmm. and it showed this weird shape. I was like, I'm not going. Yeah, no. I don't care about no gold on this planet. I don't care about no other. I don't care what we. Mm-mm. Something's inside there, and I'm not going. But that's what I love about the show. Because they never abandon any of the threads that usually end up becoming loose ends mm-hmm. in other shows of this type. Because, like, you know, season ends, they resolve the major story arc, 
next season starts, oh, there's a big, you know, there's another big bad, there's another thing, and all those other threads kind of get dropped. The Expanse never drops those threads because it always considers them to be essential to the fabric that is their world building. But they always very nicely roll you into your next big problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you didn't end the season going, Holden, please stop talk, talking to Miller. He, um, we don't know what that is. We don't know what he won't. <laughs> Why are you still acting like he your friend? Right. You don't know him. But then you roll into this season. And you really you think, oh, it's going to be, uh, you know, we're building up to another battle of the worlds. Oh, it's going to be some colon, you know, colonization problems. And then you're like, oh, wait. There's no way we're just going to pretend like all of this is just, you know, the proto molecule was it and it's done. And now it's happily ever after back to regular problems. Right. And then you get here and this fool. And they, you know, like you said, those, those things attacked them on the planet and they trace it back to this big, huge, anything that looks like it's novelist, I don't want to fuck with it. How about you? Right. It's, yeah. It's one, I think you do kind of got to trust Miller because he did kind of help last season, but you still don't know, right? Like when he asked, he yeah, asked, we don't, know what he, his, we don't know what his end game is. No, we don't. And I know. And, and I, and, and, and at the same time, it's like, can you afford to not listen to him? No, we can't afford not to listen to him. But my bigger problem is everybody keeps acting like he didn't say somebody with some amazing technology built these gates and their only solution to the problem they ran into was to close them all. Mm-hmm. And all he wants to do is go through. Yeah. I have concerns Chris. no no i know i think everybody should have concerns <laughs> so but but the thing i really like but but like you know you get out there and they find these things on the other side of the planet and i just look at it and i'm like you know what i've seen prometheus i've seen other movies i i mean come on hal talked to a big huge thing in the sky i mean saw what happened when tom cruise was talking to that big ass obelisk thing in the sky why why are we not acting more cautiously? But the other thing I like about this is because they have real scientists on these scientific expeditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they're not so they're not soldiers who can do math. They're not pilots who have a sideline in chemistry or biology. They're actual science crews. Right. Kind of the way that you really don't get one outside of that, except for on Dis- Discovery, right. Star Trek. So when that woman is like, hey, you know, you on this planet, I'm like, this planet isn't Earth. I thought it was amazing. She was like, look, don't don't assume right. that life on this planet is going to have the same configuration it would. You know, for all we know, these this is a sentient being. These are sentient life forms. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know. So don't act like we do. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody's like, oh, it was an attack. And you're like, she's like, they could have just been flying and we was in their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're doing because this is the first time we've actually had an active science core in the midst, in the yeah. middle, who's also not like the, the villain. I was like, like, we've, I mean, we, we've, had, we've had science before. We haven't had good, we haven't had good I track don't know if I want them. to call it what them people do on science, okay? I, I mean, tend to just, you know, followers of Mingala, <laughs> I, 
I, mean, I don't they, even, I, mean, I don't they, know what you call them, Chris, I but mean, they turned a the whole entire planet into a science experiment. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were experimenting on kids. I mean, not saying that they were good scientists, but there were science involved. Yes, but I meant only <laughs> more in the sense that one of the planets actually has deployed a science right and, and expedition. Right, that, that the Rodzinaji was supposed to meet up with anyway. They were supposed to meet up with them. Yeah. Like the people that Murti was with were supposed to be all scientists. And that was the whole thing. And then it's turned into this, uh, you know, their side of the camp is basically turned into a military camp almost, where he's basically assumed control. Um, I mean, let's be real. I hate to say it. The way they put people on ships, the most people likely to um, survive in that kind of accidents are not going to be the civilian scientists. No, absolutely not. You're right. Absolutely not. Um... Now let's talk about our boy Amos here. Who? Oh Jesus, yes. He's the greatest. He's the. He's the greatest sociopath ever. Yeah, like I, I really do appreciate. Like first of all, him talking. He he still talks to Clarissa Mao. So he's giving her like pep talks. It's like so she's still involved, still around. So we know that there might be something involving her. It's like he's like he's such a great character because he is a sociopath. He's a sociopath. He's our sociopath. Yes, he's a sociopath. Everyone should want on their team. He's dogged. He's loyal. His his faith and relationship with you is based in rational and choice, not empathy and you know the vagaries of emotion, which. I guess some people would find it be bad, but when you need a stone cold shooter, that's who I'm looking for to have my back. And he is truly an integral part of this team. No, he is. He absolutely is. Like he's the because again, with everybody else, Naomi sometimes don't make their smart decision. Alex is literally just a pilot and so and Holden Holden also is like Naomi doesn't make the smart decision. So you need somebody there who when shit goes down is is gonna be reliable to have your back and you know how to hold the line oh my god I, when at one point when amy we uh when they asked amos to keep a lid on things and he was like you want me to shoot him i was like no amos <laughs> no and it was legit you know he wasn't saying it to be sarcastic you know he was saying seriously it's like that we would do I'll, I'll kill him right now you want me to do that uh, yeah he's like um he's like so where's the line right 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 <laughs> when you say hold the line what do you mean by that yeah. When there's Am a thing, people? Right. And then, so the first time we see him actually get to have a relationship with somebody, so he's fucking one of the, the uh, I guess, one of Murti's, uh, is this second commander? I don't know which, where, what that chick is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't but, know. But um, he's fucking her. And so he went over. And so so there's a whole big thing now, the the, can, the, the, the settlement where the belts are settled down and, and the UN people, they've kind of split it off. And. Uh, these things happen, lightning hits, and the, the Belter side loses power, and uh, the Kurden Rasanati, um, Naomi, and, and um, Amos are trying to help them get the power back, and he sees that the UN people side has all these, has, has like, you know, generators and things. Generators, like, not gonna, tools. Yeah, that they're not allowed, they're not going to share with the people that basically save their lives and take them in. So Amos just walks over and takes one. And then some people try to stop him. He whoops their asses. And so the chick that he, the chick that he was fucking comes up and was like, "Do you want to get shot?" He's like, "No." It's like, have this conversation. He was like, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of this, this conversation, he's like, "So does this mean we're you're not going to sleep with me anymore?" She's like, "No." That he's like, Man, that cool. was so not what she was expecting. The direction of the conversation to go through, he put her on a full stop. He was like, "So does that mean we're not fucking anymore?" 
No, I was like, no, no, no. He's, he's like, oh, so I'll see you later. He's like, he's like he, he said, he responded with, cool. And then walked off. Like, yeah. She's like, I just saved them from shooting you in the back. He's like, yeah, all right, all right. I'm going to take this with me. And he still took a generator. He's like, he's, she's like, that's it. He's like, I needed it. Right. You have it. You had one. You're not using it. Right. I'm going to take it. Like, it was that serious, though. And I'm like, I love this dude so much. And, and, um, because, uh, and Murty kills, uh, that one belter, and then he kills a bunch of others who were going to come back and, and retaliate. And I can't remember, I can't remember the conversation with him and, I think the conversation with him and Amos was before that second time he killed people, wasn't it? I want to say it was right before. Okay. Because he told Amy, him ceases down with, with the dude and basically says, you know, we can go right now if you want to. We can have that yeah, conversation. Yeah, like, time. <laughs> we got time. So I'm looking forward to that confrontation between those two. I players. can't believe that they did it and that it played so smooth. Like, because I think when people see it, it's kind of going to creep up on them. And like, we're, you know, we're telling some stuff, but we're not like giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Like not in a way that you won't still have. Something. And so when it gets to a certain point and you realize that this dude is, is crazy, or that he's got a different kind of fan- fanaticalness going on because mm-hmm. all of this is about, you know, the different types of zealotry and fanat- fanaticism. And then he gets in here and he's like, you best give me the people who I want or I'm all, it's like some of y'all are all of y'all. And I was like, wow, you're that guy. Mm-hmm. And so you think you have one sense about how he's going to try to play this out. And then later when Amos is like, no, it's like, I saw you, I saw what you did. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna. It's like, yeah, it's not gonna be too much longer. You gonna want to do that again because you liked it, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not like these other people, right? Right. And, so he's, and, and yeah. don't bring that shit over here to me and mine, right? I just want you to know. I was like, this is the greatest scene that they never give us. Like, you know how everybody like to fight over whether or not Han shot first and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and they like to remaster the scene for whatever reason they do. This. This is how I'm telling you. That it's like we got gunslingers in space now, man. Mm-hmm. Not they're not mercs. They're straight up and down, just good old fashioned killers. And some of them are going to have good agendas and have ma- and make good things, and they'll use their psychosis for good, so to speak. And others are just bloodthirsty. Mm-hmm. And and they've always had power. But now they've got a different kind of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm fascinated. But yes, Amos is always my friend. I do wish that he would stop. Um, like, you know, I think sometimes when someone tries to kill everybody that you love, maybe not keep them as a friend. <laughs> you got to, But, you know, he's, you know, I think he, he understands. He's tried to kill. Well, I, he's tried to kill James Holden before. Well, James, he earned that shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean valid, valid, valid point, valid that's point. what I mean. It's like he never look. If if Amos decides he's pointing his gun at you, you earned it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will say this about him kind of befriending Clarissa. It's it's kind of like a a befriending, but it's more along the lines of a like. It's like a tough love type deal too, because he basically tells he basically tells her he basically what he tells her is like yeah you know he admits that he had let her because some something happens and the show does a really good job of kind of giving us I don't know how much time passed between the end of last season and this season I, I don't know if they tell us how much time has passed but she's now in at uh, serving time and um, 
he tells her when she was hoping at one point in 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 the in between time she had been hoping the Razanati kind of uh like uh get back and uh, uh get back put mm-hmm. it back together and things like that and he was she's like you let me go into this one area where I could have easily have like spaced myself she's like did you do that on purpose he was like well if I knew I was going to be put into into a cage for a while I would have liked the choice and I'm just like god damn it Amos. I mean I appreciate but it's like that's his way of saying Huh, you know what? I'm giving you the easy way out. Is is his way of of yeah. helping, and it's, it's such a again. It feels so weird, but you're like, oh, he kind of cares. And oh, he uh, absolutely cares. He's like, if you don't think you can hack what comes next, leave. Right. However, that is, and like in your case, you would have to die. Right. If you want to go out on your own terms, here's your opportunity. Yeah. Because I think some of it is because you know. Amos is the only person so far that we have not gotten any really in-depth backstory on. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think that's deliberate. If you read the books, there's a couple of novellas that you really should go find and read because one of them is about Amos. And I think you would really enjoy it, even if you don't read anything else. Mm-hmm. But I think they're slowly giving us his character to match the personality we've already gotten from him. Oh, yeah. And I think they're also giving us clues to things that have happened to him in the past that helps shape him in the very specific way that his personal code of honor is shaped. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he says things like, you know, if it was going to be me, I would want the option, which you, from that, you can take that something horrible Mm -hmm. has happened to Amos in his past where he had no choice but to to suck it up. It was last year because it was like, wasn't it last season when they were talking about him being from Baltimore and the things that he went through? Mm -hmm. They give give you, like you said, they give you enough little hints there, but it's one of those things where I kind of don't want too much detail because I think it works for him not knowing that. I love it. I love the way that they're playing it out. Yeah. I was only making that comment because, you know, there are plenty of people who have read the series and it's the reason why they came to the show. Yeah, it's yeah, his whole character is in and 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 his morals like the same thing happened when he was uh, talked of the uh, the pastor last season. Basically, it's like yeah, he's your puppy now. He he'll protect you mm-hmm. until you tell you tell him not to because like you that's just what it is. And and Amos seeing seeing those things and his it's not even like a weird moral compass. You you it's, it's actually pretty well defined, and you can see it. You're like. Okay, he's not going to be like super nice, Clarissa. But at the same time, if she ever needs somebody to talk to, he's going to be there. But he's going to give her the hard truth that she needs to hear. That's something yeah. nobody else is going to tell her, right? And so and he's and he's also the, the person who's not going to let you whine. Yeah, when you had a choice, he's like, "Look, you you could have gone. Yeah. You decided that you could do this, so yeah. you shut up, suck it up." You take who, what they hand you, yeah. anything that they hand you, you and you stay who you are. Yeah, this is what you wanted. You you had the choice. Now you live with it. You did this stuff, and you 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 got you got to do your time and do what you got to do. It's like I appreciate. But that he also really says this. this doesn't have to break you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you again, you have a choice. You you have it. You have a choice. Just like he gave Murti a choice, and he said you didn't have to try to go out and kill these people. But since you're trying to do that, now you're on the radar. Now okay. I gotta kill you. Yeah. Now I gotta kill you. Or I, I gotta watch you. It's like, or you need a more explicit explanation for why what you do and how you act and is not gonna go unchecked. You think you're the man down here because can't nobody get here to stop you and you are the law. Please understand, if you bring that shit to Rossinati's way, I will murk you. 
I'm, I'm, I don't even know if we got to go the Rossinati way. He going to mess with because most of these Baltics are not that. They're peaceful people. So it's like, right. He going to mess but with But that'll become Rossinati's way. He's on planet. They're there. They have a goal. Right. They have an aim. And a part of their mandate is to help the people who are from the belt who were on that planet. So if he does anything that compromises Amos and the Rasnati's ability to do their job for the job they came there for, he's going to kill him. Oh yeah. 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 Or uh, just be him nonsensical to where he's just going to say, kill me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I got that. Uh, that I'm your Huckleberry type sense from him. Yeah. man. I would just wait for you. I was like, yes, please do it. Please do it. I can't wait for those two to go uh, good to go toe to toe. I didn't know I needed a new version <laughs> of, uh, doc holiday. Mm, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm just I'll saying it. you're going to need more. You're going to need more weapons, yo. <laughs> you, yeah. You're going to need, you're, you're going to need, you're going to need more guns. You don't, you didn't bring You're going to need bigger guns. You're going to need people who move faster because he disarmed your people real quick. Right. And didn't care that they turned his back on them. It <laughs> didn't care. They might shoot him. Like That is probably the worst thing that you could ever have somebody do to you. That is the most disrespectful you thing ever, yo. You're up your chest, acting like you swole and they turn their back on you. Like you don't even matter. <laughs> After they whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And take your gun. But we still, but we still fucking right. <laughs> like yeah, but we still cool, right? We cool. And she had to say yes. and she If had I to was say her, yes. I'd be like, no, no, no. This don't. This ain't got nothing to do with us. This is my job. This is my job. <laughs> well, that's basically what she said. She was like, no, of course it's fucking. <laughs> Like, oh. yeah, I was okay with that. I was oh, like, see, man. she's a girl who has her priorities together. Right, right. When I clock out, we cool. Right. Don't fuck with me when I'm at work, though. I have to shoot you. <laughs> um, yeah, so great. Um, I think that's all we can say, because we're not going to try to spoil too much. Uh, when we come back, shoot, by the time you guys hear this, Rome and I will be back to review episodes four through six. Um, and again, we'll probably try to keep it light with some, not too many spoilers. Uh, I think the, the, the season airs on the 13th of December. So after that, mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to reach out to Rod, get Rod to come in and we'll have him get, a, get an overall opinion of the entire season. And then we'll do the last, um, last three or four episodes. It'll be four episodes. So we'll do the last four episodes in, in one, in, in one episode to come up. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this shit. Cause I love this show so much. I'm sorry. This is a powerhouse start to the season. Uh, I think it's it's. I can't think of a better way to do it. They found a way to re-engage me with all of the characters that were old ones, and to give fascinating new glimpses into the directions they're going. And uh, obviously, people already dying. There's murder. There's mayhem, and there's sides and factions to be you know determined. So. I'm glad you decided to do this, Chris, because I would just be all up in your text messages if we weren't doing this on the air. And, just saying. And and also, it's again, Amazon put some money behind this shit because it looks even. It was always a beautiful show. It looks even more incredible. Gorgeous. Yeah, it, this is and again them being able to be on the servers of the planet. Like I actually at this point believe that there was no way for them to do this on sci-fi because what we what they show us in these, especially in episodes two and three. I don't know if you can do that on network TV on 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 on, on sci-fi. So I don't know. I'm glad that they brought us in with um, butter over to Amazon. Happy to see what we're, we're going to do with this, and I can't wait uh, for the rest of the season and then also season five. So 
again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, thank you guys very much for uh, subscribing to Super Tuesday Recap. You can only get our reviews of this, Watchmen, and soon I got to get the Star Trek Discovery crew to get together. I know the short treks are already coming out, so we'll have that. But you can only get these things on Super Tuesday Recap uh, podcast. So thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, and until next time, we'll be back. Peace.